This is the dbcc.com podcast with Mark and Steve Gray. Hoping you lose fat and increase your muscle tone. This is Christina with the DVCC, and today I'm joined with Greg, trainer at the DVCC's Northampton location, to discuss something we're all guilty of overindulging over the holidays. Greg, it's easy to get tempted at the office party or family dinner and want to overindulge. Can we take a break from our usual meal plan over Christmas? Uh, yes. So I would say it's probably the one very few times of the year in which you can take a break from nutrition. Um, having said that, you don't want to go crazy and eat loads of bad food, like for one or two days, then yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, so um, what's your idea of going crazy or not going crazy? So, like, if you spend... Christmas Day and Boxing Day, having a couple of meals that are away from the nutrition plan and a couple of chocolates here and there, maybe a couple of drinks, as opposed to spending four or five days <laughs> eating nothing but chocolate. Like, there's quite a big difference. So we're allowed two days of eating a little extra, but not five? Yeah, I'd say, like, try and do one if possible. Like, mm-hmm. many people will have another meal and stuff on Boxing Day, but one to two, you don't want to go any more than that. One to two days, you can kind of recover within the week so you might gain a pound or something in two days but you then have five days in that week to then make up for it as opposed to if you did five or six days that that's the entire week gone. Ah that's interesting okay so within let's say we overeat quite a bit on Christmas day um, and then we go back to the gym on the 27th for example it should take about four to five days to to recover that excess. Uh, yeah I mean it really depends how much you had on Christmas Day, but <laughs> you could expect to lose it again anywhere between two to maybe five days. Okay, so you have to decide whether it's worth it or not then. Yeah, I guess. You don't want to give yourself extra work to do if it's not going to be worth it. Okay. Um, if we are going to indulge um, an extra glass of wine, a little bit more food here and there, is there a time of day that's better to do that or it doesn't really matter? So I would say try if possible. I mean, I guess it depends on what your what you like to do on Christmas, what your family kind of traditions and stuff are, but if possible, have the meal later on in the day, maybe the last meal of the day, um, late afternoon, something like that, and then try and eat well for the the first half of the day. Because if you eat, if you start off on the bad foot, it's going to be very difficult to even try and eat well all day. Uh, so if you save it till the evening or late afternoon, that's going to put you in a bit of a better position. Okay. Um... And are there any dangers in overindulging, um, even if it is just a couple of times? Uh, I mean, there are. You've got like, so you've got immediate fat gain potentially. Um, if it depends how long it's going to go on for. If you had one day, then maybe a little bit of fat gain is all you're going to expect. Um, if it was lasting over four or five days, then potentially you're going to get some old habits creep back in, um, of which isn't going to be very beneficial at all. So just trying to limit it, limit it to one or two days just to make sure you keep it a good habit straight after. So when you say habits, is that all to do with um, with things that we're eating? Uh, yeah, and drinking. So uh, obviously, as an example, alcohol um, over the Christmas period is you know consumed by many. So if you were someone who used to drink often, then through following a better nutrition plan, you stopped. Over Christmas, you might have a drink three or four days in a row, and then that might carry over into the next week. Um, so just trying to make sure it is just one or two days, and then as soon as they're over, you get back to how you were before. 
Okay. And now what about for people that have been um, on, an, on a very healthy meal plan for a very long time? Um, does that have any, any kind of effect on the body if they suddenly uh, begin to drink alcohol or eat heavy fat food? Uh, yes, um, I think you can even you can even see this with recent meals. Um, if you have a large amount of carbohydrate, for example, you might feel quite tired after, uh, just because you're not used to it. So you'll produce a lot of insulin, and you'll feel like just as soon as you eat the meal, you'll feel really sleepy. Um, then also you might actually be intolerant to quite a lot of things, like for example, wheat or gluten or lactose, anything like that. So. All this food you're going to be eating might be high in that and you may kind of feel irritated from it. Um, when you say irritated, you mean our mood? No, no, so uh, like stomach. So you might, for example, feel sick or you might oh. have uh, stomach pain, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so what's a sensible way, if there is a sensible way to, to um, enjoy the holidays but without going overboard? Uh, so I'd always start the day with a good breakfast. So get your uh, protein and healthy fats in. Uh, that doesn't really need to change from any other day. Then, obviously you've got Christmas lunch, so just be in the mindset that you know it's Christmas lunch, like it's not going to be the best meal in the world. Um, and like no one wants to be super strict on Christmas Day, so start off breakfast as normal, relax a little bit around the kind of Christmas lunch slash dinner, uh, maybe have a couple of glasses of wine. Um, if possible have red wine, that's been better than, better than anything else. Uh, and then even maybe, you know, have some Christmas pudding, but just not third or fourth, you know, fourth helpings. <laughs> so you mentioned that red wine was better than anything else. Um, why is that? Uh, well, it's been scientifically shown that uh, a, glass, a glass of red wine a day is kind of what they say, that it can lower blood pressure a little bit. Um, I believe it's high in antioxidants as well. Right. The problem is keeping it at one glass a day. Yeah, one glass and not one bottle. Exactly. Um, okay, so apart from red wine, um, are there any other sensible things, sensible options that we can choose um, without being antisocial or, or super strict? Uh, in terms of food or drink or both? In both. Okay, so uh, start with the drink as you just linked it to red wine. So red wine's probably the best option. Um, other than that, no alcohol is really good. Um, I guess if you really didn't like red wine, then you could perhaps go for more of like a lightly coloured spirit, for example, maybe vodka or gin, but they're not going to be good. They're just maybe less bad than a pint of beer would be. Um, in terms of food, I mean, Christmas lunch, you've always got loads of veggies and meat, so they're fine. Mm -hmm. Just try maybe to limit the amount of potatoes and Yorkshires and stuff. Try not to have loads of those. Um, and kind of snacks and stuff like nuts I think there's people who tend to eat quite a few nuts and stuff for Christmas but they're fine so they're probably a better option than any chocolate or anything like that Mhm. Mm what's the absolute worst thing that we could eat or drink? the worst thing? Mm -hmm. um, well I guess with a kind of Christmas lunch you're looking at maybe Loads of potatoes that have been cooked in uh, lots of like lard and fat and stuff. Um, just lots of kind of alcohol, like beer, then Christmas cake and cream stuff like that. Okay, so it's really basically very heavy foods, um, and it sounds like beer is a no go. Yeah, 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 I try and I try and avoid beer, and I mean that goes for other things like 
like Guinness and ales and that kind of stuff. They're not great. They're not great. Okay. Um, and now what about the people that say, oh, it's Christmas, I'll just eat what I want, um, and then I'll burn it off in January? Uh, well, to them I would say, why would you make yourself, or why would you so, uh, give yourself more work to do in January? Um, <laughs> like, between Christmas and New Year's, there's almost an entire week, so why would you put it off and waste it? You might as well use that week to try and lose a pound or two, and, you know, give yourself a bit of a head start going into the New Year. Right, now you mentioned the new year, I imagine that's one of your busiest times at the DVCC. Why, why do you think that would be? Uh, it is, yeah, and I think purely because it's a time of year in which people set themselves a lot of goals um, and set out things they want to achieve in that year. Uh, and now obviously with all the media attention around health um, and obesity, that kind of thing, I think more and more people are becoming conscious about their health and weight. So. I think the new year to a lot of people seems like a good idea uh, or a good place to start from. Right. Um, and are there many cases of people who sign up in the new year with New Year's resolutions um, and then they don't, they don't stay around? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the case with every fitness facility in the country, to be honest. Um, but we, I think we do a very good job in maintaining motivation through an entire year. Um, we don't have that many people who leave. In, you know, especially if we compared it to a kind of mainstream gym, and obviously they'd have you know they'd have a very large percentage probably leave after a few months. So you 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 have more people that stay on at the DVCC than other fitness centres, would you say? Uh, yeah, I'd say as a, yeah, there's like a percentage, so it's all relative to how many people you have coming in in the first place. But yeah, I'd say we do. Okay, and how do you incentivate people then to carry on healthy habits throughout the year? Uh, we just the biggest thing when it comes to despite the time of year the biggest thing to people staying on uh, is results so if you get people really good results that makes them more motivated that builds momentum um, and they'll and they'll carry on like it's very unusual you'll have someone who maybe lose 20 pounds of body fat uh, who will then just one day stop and put it all back on so by getting them good results you'll find that they'll probably want to carry on themselves anyway right um... And a lot of people go on diets in January, um, or one of their goals is to eat less, um, lose a stone in January. What are the problems with this type of dieting? So the biggest problem with that is it's just not maintainable. Um, the most important thing with any decent nutritional training protocol is that you're able to maintain it and be consistent with it. Um, so it's very easy to go on you know like a, a milkshake diet or something like that or whatever they are and lose the stone in a very short amount of time but can you really carry that on for a long time um you just have to ask yourself can you see yourself doing this in six months and if the answer is no then you're not really getting going on the right track because it's not going to be maintainable right and if and if somebody's been on a milkshake diet for example um for a month and then suddenly goes back to their usual diet are they likely to see the weight pile back on again anyway uh, yeah, because two things. Um, one, through drinking only milkshakes, they probably would have missed a load of food, uh, and they'll just want to go and eat it. <laughs> and secondly, uh, they would have slowed their metabolism down somewhat. So when they eat this bad food, uh, they just pile on the weight quicker. Right. What about um, these fad diets? I'm talking about them. What's the worst fad diet you've ever seen? Why is it? And why was it so bad? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say the worst fad diet. I don't tend to really spend much time uh, looking at them. Um, I guess if you were to say the most popular 
and I'm not even sure they'd be considered fad diets, but the most popular things we see are probably Weight Watchers Slimming World. Um, now, not going to say they're like terribly bad for us because they work for some people, um, but they don't really include exercise. And generally it ends up in people eating less food, which therefore, like I said before, makes it, uh, or doesn't make it maintainable. So people can either stall quickly or just kind of get back into old habits and gain the weight again. Right, so they get sort of tired of counting points or calories and then um, <laughs> it all gets, goes up in the air. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you go, if you start from where you are, join Weight Watchers, start counting points or how it works, like that's quite a big change. Uh, it's a change in how they're eating, it's a change in how they're thinking about food, so it's difficult to maintain over a long time, which is ultimately what's going to get your results. Right. Um, okay, so going back to the upcoming festivities then, is there any way that your clients can say, okay, see uh, the week before Christmas, I'm going to do loads of exercise now, eat less, and then eat more over Christmas? Or does it not work that way? Um, I mean, if they really wanted to, they could, but <laughs> I wouldn't have the mindset um, of, I'm going to eat less now to eat more on Christmas Day. What I've said to them is, try and use the time you have now to lose a pound or two, and then try and maintain over Christmas. So don't go in with the mindset, I'm going to eat more, probably gain fat. Just go in with the mindset, you're not going to lose fat. So just try and maintain as best you can. And then over the week or two weeks, you've still had a net loss. Um, so you can take a positive from it, and then you can obviously go into the time after Christmas on a, in a good spirit. Okay. And what about the new year then? How can they get a bit of a head start on the new year? Uh, it links back to what we just said, really. Just maintain over Christmas so you're not giving yourself more work to do. Um, and then make sure the time you have leading up to the new year, you do as much as you can, um, potentially lose a pound or two. And then into the new year, you've got a good head start and you'll be in a good place, um, kind of mindset and motivationally-wise. Okay. Um, what about if I'm a first-timer at, at, at a fitness center um, or doing exercise? What kind of exercise plans and nutrition do you recommend to people starting for the first time? Um, so, in terms of exercise, I'd encourage everyone to use resistance-based uh, exercises or use weights because building lean muscle tissue is going to help you in turn burn more fat. It's going to give you a faster metabolism um, and just overall make you look better. Uh, I'd also encourage you to do intervals, so they're, I mean, they're scientifically proven the best way to burn fat, um, but they also take less time, so you're not going to be bored sitting on a treadmill for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you're going to be 10 minutes and it's done. Um, and with nutrition, just start by cutting out some of the junk, so just forget the crisps, the biscuits, all that kind of stuff. And another thing is you can stop drinking calories, so, you know, put down the the Coca-Colas and all that kind of stuff, um, and just drink water. I think those two changes alone will actually, depending on where you start from, but those two changes alone can actually get you fairly good results. Right, and that's not something that's terribly difficult to implement. Well, <laughs> depending on the level of addiction, I suppose people have to Coca-Cola and things like that. Yeah, I mean, it all depends where you start from. Um, you know, if you're used to drinking two litres of coke a day, then cutting out coke is going to be quite difficult. Whereas if you're not, you know, you have maybe a can here and there, it's going to be a fairly easy change. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, and do you have anything else to add? Any more advice? Um, just enjoy Christmas, but be as sensible as you can. Uh, be intentional with everything you do, so try not to just kind of binge on loads of bad food. And then give yourself a good 
good start into the new year so you don't have extra work to do. Okay. Thanks very much, Greg. The DVCC has centres in Bedford, Milton Keynes, Northampton, Hitching, and very shortly Stevenage and central Bedfordshire. So if you've been listening to this interview and you'd like to find out more about how the DVCC can help you, then please book an appointment for a DVCC 60-minute discovery phone call at www.thedvcc.com forward slash sign up. Thanks for listening. Head over to thedvcc.com to leave a comment or find out how we can help you achieve your transformation.